Life from the Well is sponsored by Scratch Distillery. Located in Edmonds, Washington, Scratch Distillery crafts delicious spirits from scratch. Every batch is made by hand from local non-GMO organic grains. Head on over to Edmonds and taste the natural, delicious flavors for yourself. If you have an itch for a cocktail, go scratch it. Hi guys, and welcome to Life from the Well. My name's Joey, and I'll be your bartender and host. This is the podcast that brings you behind-the-scenes service industry stories and in-depth cocktail profiles. Thank you for joining us, and enjoy the show. This episode from Life from the Well is served handcrafted by Barfly Mixology Gear, a line of essential tools for mixologists. Hi guys, and welcome to Life from the Well, the cocktail series. Um, we're changing things up a little bit here on the show. Um, and over the next several weeks, we're going to break down. We're just going to shorten the whole length of the episodes up and just give you in-depth cocktail profiles and, um, just kind of make small digestible little episodes for you all to munch on and drink on. And yeah, so I think that'll be fun. And it gives me, uh, I get to dive into my history books, which I always love because history for me is, is a, a guilty pleasure. I love learning you know why things are the way they are and how we got to this point so today starting the whole shebang off we're going to do the sazerac Uh, we're going to go back over a lot of drinks that we've already covered on the show but like i said just just to do a um a smaller episode that just makes it a little bit easier for for you listeners to consume uh all right so starting off with the sazerac it's the official cocktail of new orleans um, back in april 2008 uh, there was a bill that was knocked down but then in june of 2008 the louisiana legislature agreed um, to move forward with Sazerac as being the New Orleans official cocktail. So that's kind of fun. It's, um, it's also considered one of the oldest cocktails uh, dated back to not the recipe we know today, but kind of the roots of the cocktail go all the way back to the 1830s, um, which is super cool, uh, I think, just because I mean, that, that's, that's, got some, that's got some time to to really make an impact on society. No further ado, I guess we can just jump into the creator and the time. Um, so the original concept or the original, um, the, the guy that started the whole thing off and gave us the first variation of the Sazerac cocktail, his name was An- Anthony Amadi Peshad. And pardon my, uh, horrible pronunciation of there's a lot of French in this episode and I don't speak a lot of French so I'm going to do my best um, but don't hit me. <laughs> uh, Peshad um, is a really familiar name in the bar to a lot of bartenders because it's actually his bitters that are that are one of the key ingredients Peshad's bitters and he used those bitters initially he was in a pot uh, a pharmacist, I guess? He, he ran a pharmacy in New Orleans and it says possibly as early as the 1830s. And so he would, and he had this drink called the Sazerac. 
and it was initially named after the brandy that was kind of the dominant spirit. I and mean, then you would add a little Peshaw's bitter to stir it up and have this nice little drink. So New Orleans at this time, I should digress a little bit, is known in the 1800s, mid 1800s, they, there were no saloons in New Orleans. There were only coffee houses. Coffee, it was, it was more of um, a bougie kind of reference, I guess. So New Orleanians considered themselves too refined for saloons. So they referred to their tippling establishments as coffee houses. Um, of which there were more than 200 listed in the city directory in 1859. Seems like a lot to me. Um, and most of the places, most of these coffee houses didn't serve coffee. That was just code word for an establishment, a bar. <laughs> and so as Peshad had produced this cocktail around the 1850s, mid 1850s, he took out an ad to tout his products availability. The, the Peshad bitters that he had created. It was it was this tincture, essentially, this bitter that he would add to food and drinks and all this. And so he's really trying to market himself. And so he's marketing himself with this brandy cocktail that was, um, and so the brandy he used initially to make the drink was was called Sazerac de Forge et Fils. Brandy, a cognac, I should say. It's not brandy. I mean, they're very similar, but specifically it was a cognac um, and the drink was originally made. And so Anthony's peddling this this drink in town, and the the drink really gained notoriety. At it was the the Sazerac Bar in the city's Roosevelt Hotel. Well, the Sazerac Forge at Phil's um, is a French cognac. Obviously, it has to be French because it's a cognac. It's a 19th century old world company that exported its brandy to the New World. And it was really popular in New Orleans, obviously, because New Orleans had the very French Creole culture. So by 1857, Peshad, Anthony Peshad, um, was taking out an ad uh, to tout his product's availability. The Sazerac Coffee House and other principal coffee houses in the city started selling this drink. And the Sazerac really became, you know, kind of, it was a small community. And so word of mouth got around really fast and, and he's advertising it. So this drink kind of really takes on uh, some prominence. By the 1870s, they dropped the word coffee from the name and then just started calling it the Sazerac House. And this is really the bar kind of where the, there's still a tribute to this bar today. I think it, the original one was torn down and that there's a Walgreens where that one is, but there's a new, location that's actually like a historic bar called the Sazerac House in New Orleans that you can visit today that, you know, that they have a lot for the culture and cocktails and it's really a fun place to, to go if you get a chance. The the drink itself and the evolution of it is kind of fun though, because like I said, you had Anthony starting with brandy and then his bitters. And then there was so, not brandy, cognac, I keep saying that, cognac and his bitters. <laughs> Unfortunately, Somewhere around somewhere around the late 19th century, there was a phylloxera epidemic in France, in Europe, Europe actually, that destroyed a bunch of vineyards. Phylloxera is like a bug, or an, it's an infestation, essentially, that just destroyed the grapes on the European countryside. And so there was no more cognac available. And so the ingenuitive, you know, uh, bartenders switch to a more accessible um, American-made rye whiskey. 
and that became the base for the concoction. That um, just kind of hit all the flavor notes right, the bitters. And then there was, I saw someone gave credit to the guy who started stirring in absinthe. So until 1870, Thomas Handy was the profiteer of the Sazerac house. And around this time, the primary ingredient changed from cognac to rye whiskey due to this epidemic. At some point before his death in 1889, Handy recorded the recipe for the cocktail, which, which was great, um, which made its first printed appearance in, in the William T. Cocktail Bill Boothby's <laughs> book, uh, The World's Drinks and How to Mix Them, written in 1908. His recipe called for different bitters, but this was, you know, 70 years after Ashad had, had started with the drink. So there's a good chance that, you know, other people were trying to lay claims or maybe there was just a better bitter. So it was the Selmer bitters that he called for, which I've never had. And a wash of absinthe. Anyways, so, so it was served with absinthe until 1912 when absinthe was banned. Um, it was because people were hallucinating off of I think we could we could do an absinthe episode at some point. This is kind of fun. It's a fun little story though. The, the the rumor is that absinthe makes you trip, right, or hallucinate, or you know, freak out. And and um, kind of in the little bit of research I've done on absinthe, I found that absinthe is a really high proof spirit, and so it gets you drunk really fast. So when you go in expecting something, and something more intense than what you're used to happens, it can always kind of lean towards what you have made up in your mind. Although there are some people that say that when absinthe was being made back, you know, in, in the less regulated times, they were using a lower quality wormwood to produce the absinthe with. And that when you use this lower quality wormwood, it would have like fungus in it. And some, and so there's some theory that this kind of rotten wormwood was one of the things that was causing people to have such a bad drunk or good drunk, depending on their own opinion. Regardless of that, uh, 1912, absinthe got banned. Until 2007, I think, is about when it became legal again to start using it. So we've been using absinthe again in this cocktail for the last 14 years, which is kind of fun because it really got to give us our first taste of what the drink may have originally been like. There were subs substitutes for the absinthe. If you don't have absinthe around, um, you just need to find another anise-flavored liqueur. Anise is a uh, like black liquor issue. Um, Herb Saint is one of the more popular ones, uh, which first appeared in 1934. So that was one of the ones that they used in New Orleans. Pernod, others like that. I mean, just as long as it has that kind of herbaceous uh, licorice taste and it can really uh, highlight the cocktail the right way. It's funny because the history on these drinks, as we say, they're always storied at best. There's always kind of um, multiple people telling their own versions of it. So the name of the drink comes from Peshad's favorite brandy, Sazerac de Forge. It feeds somewhere along the lines. As we know, American rye whiskey was substituted because of the bugs. And then in the 1870s, bartender Leon Lamothe added a dash of absinthe for color and the Black Death for its licorice flavor. It was called the Black Death, I'm sorry. <laughs> absinthe was banned in 1912. We talked about that. Cool. So shout out to bartender Leon Lamothe for adding absinthe to the already delicious cocktail. And adds just another nice element. So there we have the Sazerac. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha.
I think that covers pretty much all the fun things. Um, I, I want to talk about the the construction of it too, I guess. And I'll give us a little. One thing that should be noted, actually, is there is a claim on the Sazerac. There is a claim that the Sazerac is the first drink referred to as a cocktail. Because when Antoine Peixad, and Antony, Antoine, A-N-T-O-I-N-E, I don't know how I'm saying, Ant, 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 Antoine. When Antoine <laughs> was making his Sazeracs back in the day, he would serve them in a little called a um, croquetier. It's basically a little egg cup. And it looks a lot like uh, a bar jigger that they'll use nowadays, where there's a big end and a little end. It's a cup that you put your hard boiled egg in and you eat your egg out of. I think you all kind of get the general idea. One big cup, one little cup. And he would make this this cocktail in this little cup and you'd take a little, I don't know if you'd shoot it or you'd sip it, however you want to drink it, you just drink it. However, this was just an old wife's tip. Uh, um, or maybe not. I mean, I imagine there's probably some truth to that. The, the thing about the croquetier is through American mispronunciation, there's theory that that's where the term cocktail comes from. Coquetier, coquetier, coquetier. It's C-O-U-Q-T-I-E-R, but French. Again, like I said, it's, it's a hard language to pronounce when you don't understand the alphabet of it. <laughs> So there was a claim that it was the first cocktail. David Wondrich, cocktail author and historian, uh, has discredited that, tracing the term cocktail back to the early 1800s, as early as 1803, where we will talk about the old fashioned at some point, which I believe is the cocktail that kind of started, started all of it. I mean, we're not far off. A few years past that, and you have the Sazerac. So it's been around almost as long as the oldest cocktail. It's definitely one of the OGs and the heavy hitters. And it has it has a lot of staying presence. I mean, you'll still find it all over the world on cocktail menus today. Want to watch Joey make the cocktail? Find all of our videos on our website at lifefromthewell.com or go to YouTube and subscribe to our channel, Life From The Well. So as I was saying, if you want to make the Sazerac at home, it's, it's really simple. All you need to make today's version of it is your favorite rye whiskey, a cube of sugar, some absinthe, or an anise-like spirit. I always recommend absinthe just because we can get it now and it's fun. A few dashes of Peychaud's bitters and a lemon peel. So now you're going to take all of your ingredients. I like to use a mixing glass. So you're going to want to start with two glasses. In your first glass, do an absinthe rinse, or what a lot of people are doing nowadays, especially is you have a little spray bottle that you put your absinthe in called an atomizer. And you just do a little spritz on the inside of that glass and it coats the entire glass. What we used to do before those, or what I used to do before I had an atomizer is I would just pour like a little spoonful, a bar spoonful of absinthe in the glass, swirl it around and then, and then dump it out. Cause you really are just rinsing the inside of the glass any more than that, and it's going to become a real dominant flavor in the cocktail. And you just kind of want the subtlety there. So you take that first glass, you spray it. If you want to chill the glass, you can throw some ice inside that. That's fun. But this drink is typically served neat. So this ice would just be used to chill the glass and kind of keep the absinthe cold in there. In your next glass, in your mixing glass, we're going to start with the sugar cube. Throw that in. 
take your Peychaud's bitters and then throw a couple dashes on top of that sugar cube until the sugar cube is, co is coated in the bitters. That's gonna it's gonna tell you kind of how much bitters you need. I use I like to use it as a guide and also softens up the sugar cube a little bit. So when you start to muddle it, um, it doesn't take a lot of effort. It's already been softened. So take your <laughs> muddle stick and just give that a little smash. Turn that cube of sugar into a nice little paste with the bitters. At this point, I'll put some ice in the glass to chill it, to, to chill the uh, the spirit that's coming. Then we'll take our two ounces. I like to do two ounces because like I said, this drink is, it's not a lot. And so it's a real spirit forward drink. Some people will do an ounce and a half because that's your traditional shot. But on old fashions and Sazeracs, I like to go with a two ounce pour just because it gives you a full drink. Take your two ounce pour, pour that over the ice and then stir for about 30 seconds or so. Then you're gonna take, the, take your first glass with the absinthe spray and the ice in it dump that ice out unless you want ice then drink it with ice but traditionally like i said or what's fun is maybe just getting the big cube or like an orb that's what i like to use one, of the, one big cube one big orb and i always like to chill it before i pour it over that orb that way you're not melting it really fast it gives the drink a little bit of staying power on the table you can sit there and sip on it for a little while without getting watered down so you strain your strain your mixing glass into your serving glass, give yourself a little lemon twist from the from the peel, whether you use a peeler or a channel knife or just a regular knife, just a little bit of that lemon peel so you can so you can twist, twist the lemon peel and get those oils on top of the glass. And that'll give you your finished cocktail. You're ready to go. Cheers. All right, guys, thanks so much. That'll do it for today. That's the Sazerac. I hope you enjoy it. Um, it's truly one of my favorite cocktails. It's real simple and it's just delicious. And when you get all of the ingredients, you can make so many Sazeracs because a little absinthe goes a long way. You get a big bottle of rye, you can get a bottle of rye and a bottle of cognac and a bottle of bourbon and try making all these different kinds of Sazeracs and pick your favorite. Um, that's the fun thing about cocktails in general is there's a lot of cocktails that are spirit specific, but then when you change that spirit, it becomes a different cocktail and something new and something fun to love. I actually read that there was a drink called a Sazerac and that's a Sazerac made with bourbon and it's spelled with a CK at the end instead of just the C. And then, then there's a Zazerac that's Z-A-Z-E-R-A-C, like Sazerac with a Z in the front, and that's made with rum. And so just kind of depending on, you know, what's going on and what part of the world you're in, you're in, you'll, you'll find some fun creations, maybe even your own living room. And if you want to see how the cocktail's made, if me talking my way you through it wasn't enough, um, lucky for you, we have made a bunch of videos and they're on our YouTube channel. Um, so go find us on, on YouTube at Life From The Well and look for Sazerac. Um, the drink's there and the, all the proportions should be in the video so you can follow along and, and, uh, and drink along. So thanks for joining us uh, today. And remember, you guys, if you enjoy the show, give us a like, give us a subscription. If you have any questions about the bar world and you want to know more, Maybe we'll do a little segment where I answer some questions on the podcast and you can send uh, you can send me your questions directly at joey at lifefromthewell.com. Um, I'd love to hear from you and, and I hope to hear from you. Until next time, I hope you all have a great day and cheers. Thanks for listening to Life from the Well, full of service industry stories and cocktail history. If you like our show and want to know more, check out lifefromthewell.com. 
Life from the Well would also like to thank our sponsors, Scratch Distillery and Barfly Mixology Gear. Join us next time for another new cocktail and guest.